All right, feels a little different today. We're out here at Riverwind Casino. We're normally here uh, each and every Friday for an OEC Fiber Football Friday. And after football season, we're always out here pretty much every Friday as well. But uh, with the short week and the Sooners playing on Friday, we will not have regular shows on Friday. We will have Sooner pregame from Campus Corner down in Norman and postgame as well for you as Oklahoma gets ready for TCU this Friday. Oklahoma, a 10-point favorite in this game, 11 a.m. on Fox on Saturday. We are here at Riverwind. Always great to be at Riverwind. Just saw Justin, their GM. What a great dude he is. And we were talking a little sooner football uh, appreciate Justin stopping by the setup here and chatting with us for a little bit. And what do they have happening at Riverwind? Well, pretty much everything. Nearly 3,000 electronic games. Uh, they have your favorite table games as well. They have an amazing poker room. They have off-track betting. They get great promotions like the new member seven. Get a wild card. You can even uh, get one of the brand-new uh, Thunder Riverwind wild cards. After all, the Thunder is uh, off to a great 10 and 4 start. Get your own Thunder wild card out here at Riverwind as well and use those for all the great promotions like the new member 7. When you sign up, you can earn up to $450 in one day. Next up at the Showplace Theater, we've got a show featuring uh, Pete Davidson, the comedian, Saturday Night Live fame. We've got shows for Lee Bryce and Ron White and Midland. Coming up in December, we have uh, Boys to Men, Clay Walker, Joe Coy, the comedian, in January. And then in February, Air Supply and Scotty McCreary. In March, comedian Jim Gaffigan. Always something happening here at the one and only Riverwind Casino. Parker Thune, how we doing? I'll tell you, Steely, I was having this conversation with Josh Helmer just a moment ago. A short week like this is quite a paradox. Because on the one hand, it is... A shorter week. You have less work days. However, especially when you cover college football, the amount of time that you have to do all of the work means that you're all the busier on shorter weeks, at least on the days that you're working, because there's still the same amount of stuff to do. You just have less time to get it all done. Yes, same amount of work crammed into less time. And uh, Thanksgiving can be, you know, with people trying to coordinate who's bringing what dish and all of that. That can get a little bit uh, difficult at times. But uh, thankful to be out of here at Riverwind Casino. Thankful we have an improved Sooner football team this year. But are you feeling any nerves for Friday and TCU? Do you feel good apprehensive what is what's your feeling here on on this tuesday with this game kicking off friday morning i I would be lying if i wasn't if i said i wasn't a little apprehensive steely same here that is because tcu has given oklahoma some battles over the last few years i think about that 2019 game which was i mean oklahoma had a pretty dominant football team in the year 2019 at least until they ran into the lsu buzzsaw but tcu came to norman and they challenged that Sooner team, all the way up until the final whistle. It was 28-24 to was the final. So this TCU team, and I understand it's a different coaching staff. I understand uh, that's four years ago, and there probably aren't any guys in that locker room that are, or or rather that remain from that 2019 team. But even so, this is just a program that has given Oklahoma problems, not quite to the level that Kansas State has, but no doubt – they recall just as well as Oklahoma does their 55 to 24 win over this Sooner team at Amon G Carter Stadium last October. So, 
I understand it hasn't maybe been the season that that program expected to have or that that fan base expected to have. But the other thing you got to keep in mind is they're playing for bowl eligibility. So there's a lot on the table for this TCU team if they can come into Norman and somehow score an upset. So they'll have a little bit of added motivation. Josh Hoover has thrown the ball quite well since taking over as TCU starter. I, I still like Oklahoma to win the football game, but, yeah, I'm a little bit apprehensive. Yeah, I kind of have the same feeling, and it's kind of the history of the series. And uh, maybe, they're, you know, you think about the Sooners having to struggle to get that win, found a way to win in Pro Bowl. Uh, TCU coming off a blowout victory over Baylor. As you said, Josh Hoover, they're throwing for a lot of yards, moving the football. Now he's throwing it to the other team some as well, not as much lately, but uh, they steamrolled Baylor last week. Jared Wiley, they're tied in. Uh, was amazing in that game uh, last week as well. So I don't know. And, and you know, you still don't know what's going to happen at quarterback. Will DG play? Will it be Jackson Arnold? I, I don't think that Sooner fans should be terrified to have Jackson Arnold in there. I think he played pretty well considering the circumstances last week. And I think, uh, you know, playing in front of the home crowd, he'll pl- probably play well. But TCU, you know, uh, seems to play Oklahoma pretty tough, as you elucidated right there. See, I, I've got your words too, Parker. Uh, elucidated yeah thank you very much now somebody some billy bob's going to come at me on the text line at any spot in five four three two one there he is but no i I think that uh, the sooners should win this game but um yeah i can't tell you that i'm super confident at this point all right sonny dykes his team last year obviously had a great season got blown out by georgia in the national championship game after they beat michigan in the semifinals. Uh, let's hear what Sonny Dykes had to say. This is from his coach's show last night talking about the Sooners. Oklahoma's found a way to, to win this year. I mean, that's kind of what they've done over and over and over again. And um, a big part of that, I think, their quarterback, you know, over 50 college starts, that's a big deal. Um, you know, every time your quarterback plays a game, they seem to understand things better, make fewer mistakes, and, and play better. And he's started 50 of them. So it all begins there with him. And they're built up front, like always. Got a really good offensive line. You know, big and powerful and strong and athletic with always some uh, NFL guys on the offensive line. And then, you know, defensively, to me, they're starting to settle in. You know, and I think really starting to figure out their scheme. And uh, going to see a million different looks. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Brenton. uh that group do a nice job defensively. They are uh, very multiple and, and will show you everything. Play a lot of coverages on the back end and, you know, play aggressive, blitz quite a bit, and, and uh, you know, good, good football team. There you go. Uh, has he watched uh, Oklahoma recently? It sounds like that he's, you know, completely expecting Dylan Gabriel to play. Uh, the Oklahoma defense has settled in. And they didn't really settle in. Uh, for a lot of that game in Pro Bowl last week. Now, the defense made the winning plays with Billy Bowman's pick and Danny Stutzman's, uh, you know, uh, sack fumble uh, situation where uh, the Sooners were able to get the go-ahead touchdown from Gavin Sawchuk and win the game. But uh, And they got better late in the game. I think BYU had 18 yards in the fourth quarter. They were much better with their run fits and, and everything uh, in the second half. But uh, I don't know. It sounds like, you know. He, uh, that was the whole clip. He didn't even mention Jackson Arnold. So, I don't know. Uh, we'll see what's going to happen. But, um, I don't know. This game this weekend, Oklahoma, a 10-point favorite. I I probably would uh, I would probably stay away from it myself. How about you? 
Well, we know you're not a betting man anyway, Steely, so you don't have much at stake, nor do I. But, yeah, look, again, with this football game, especially being played on Black Friday, short week, Oklahoma losing hours coming back from Utah for what that's worth, yeah, I I believe Oklahoma, as I said, is still going to win this football game. Still more talented than TCU, still better coached than TCU, but especially with as much as is hanging in the balance for OU right now, i.e. Dylan Gabriel's status, Jalil Farouk's status. I mean, you're talking about your starting quarterback and your number one wide receiver. So until we get a more concrete idea of who Oklahoma is going to be rocking with in the receiver core and at quarterback, whether that's Gabriel or Arnold, yeah, I'm probably holding serve on firing away a prediction as to who covers in this football game yeah i'm with you and by the way the uh, sunny dykes audio our ortho central clip of the day ortho central they do a great job with their clinics in norman and midwest city they've been around for a long time now now they are in the tri-city area newcastle tuttle and blanchard these full service clinics street orthopedic and sports medicine injuries here at riverwind normally again here on Fridays, but with this uh, different week, the holiday week we're experiencing, we're out here on a Tuesday. 405-651-3439, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439. All Big 12 teams be coming out, right? Sooners, DG, Drake Stoops. DG's got to be all Big 12. Drake Stoops has to be all Big 12. Uh, Billy Bowman, Danny Stutzman. Yeah, Billy, Danny Stutzman, they'll be all Big 12. I would have to think that... Walter Rouse, maybe? Walter Rouse will have a case. Ethan Downs will have a case. Nick Anderson's probably going to have a case. Yeah. We're talking first team, though, right? Yeah, we're talking talking first team. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're going to have more... You know, I don't know how deep the teams go. They go second team in, like, honorable mention. But you would think that uh, if DG doesn't play... Friday, is there anybody who can catch him no, at quarterback? No, still not. Quinn still Ewers no. missed two games, right? So, yeah, it's, um, it's Gabriel all the way. I would be shocked if he's not all Big 12 first team. So, what about offensive player of the year, Ollie Gordon? Ollie Gordon's probably your offensive player of the year, yes. As much as I would like to think DG can get that one locked down as well, it probably belongs to Ollie Gordon at the moment. Yeah. All right, so we get a lot of things happening, and, uh, you know, the Heisman Trophy race is still out there. I know you're a voter. I, I still think – have you gotten any Heisman uh, emails yet? I have not. Okay. I, I didn't know if I got kicked out, out of the uh, uh, out of the club or not, so I haven't seen one yet. Probably John Hoover would have let me know, but he's Mr. Heisman in Oklahoma. But um, that's going to be interesting with Bo Nix and Michael Penix, you know, the games they have this weekend, Jaden Daniels at LSU, you know, Jordan Travis injured. Um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see. Do you, do you have a guy, and you don't have to say who, but do you have a guy that's like a, a solid number one for you right now? No. No, I don't. I have, I have a top three in no particular order. Okay. Sounds good. 
Yeah, I've got like a top three also. Uh, By the way, just got told that Midland tickets right now for the uh, New Year's Eve show uh, starting Friday, this Friday at 8 a.m. will be marked down 25%. And uh, once again, uh, if you get your tickets, you must unlock this code. If you're interested in seeing that New Year's Eve show, which is on a Sunday, by the way, uh, 25% off. Uh, and again, this will be starting Friday at 8 a.m. Use the code RWNYE, RWNYE, to receive the uh, discount coming up this Black Friday. So if you want to get tickets to Midland and save 25% on the tickets, uh, get them online. Use the code RWNE, and uh, you'll get the Black Friday special. All right. Let's take an opening timeout. Mike Steely, Parker Thune here at Riverwind Casino. Parker back at the Buffalo Wild Wings Studios. Let's hit up that text line. How are you feeling about Oklahoma TCU? Want to see what you guys think? Are you a little bit apprehensive, confident? What are you thinking here on this Tuesday as Oklahoma gets ready for the Frogs Friday morning at 11 a.m.? We'll be right back. Keep it right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. It is a Wednesday out here at, I'm sorry, Tuesday. I'm already confused. The old man needs uh, more of his energy drink to get this mind right. I, I'm confused. This week has me very, very confused. We are here at Riverwind. I know that. And uh, love being out here. We're normally here on Fridays. But, again, uh, we will uh, have our pregame show on Friday for the Sooners matchup with TCU beginning at 11 a.m. on Fox. Uh before we go to the text line, somebody was asking me via Twitter, Steely, have you looked at next year's schedule? Yes, I have. Uh, how bad does it look for Oklahoma? Well, so much depends, Parker, on who comes back for OU. You'd love to get Billy Bowman back. Uh, you would love to get, uh, obviously, Danny Stutzman back. Anybody who has a chance uh, to leave. I, I do think that Dylan Gabriel uh, will be leaving and uh, taking his talents to try and make, you know, an, an NFL roster. Um, but you've got in the non-con, it's Temple, Houston, Tulane. And then you're you're in the SEC next year, so you're going to play probably Maine, maybe in that late-season SEC cupcake matchup, you know, like Alabama hung 66 on Chattanooga last week. And then you have, uh, obviously, Texas at a neutral site. You've got to go on the road to Auburn, LSU, Missouri, and Ole Miss. And then you have home games with Alabama, South Carolina, and Tennessee. So you run the table in the non-con. There's four. What do you think at Auburn, at LSU, at Missouri, at Ole Miss? You would, I think Auburn is the one you would pencil in. Oklahoma should probably win that game. Well, but uh, clearly that's not not easy to go to Auburn and win. But what do you think about uh, next year in those road SEC matchups? Oh, here's the thing, Steely. I think there are things that could happen in the transfer portal within the next month or two that could drastically reshape our opinions of every single one of those teams you just mentioned as well as Oklahoma. So 
While on paper, you'd sit there right now and say, oh, yeah, I feel good about their chances against Auburn, probably feel good about their chances against Missouri, LSU, and Ole Miss. You know, you regard those as effectively toss-ups. But are we going to be singing the same tune about each of those opponents once the transfer portal cycle has come and gone by January or February? And I... I just think the way that the coaching carousel is destined to spin within the next couple of weeks, there are a ton of moving pieces. And there will be a ton of guys that will be on the move via the portal, in my mind. And so I I am taking a wait-and-see approach with regard to prognosticating those matchups until we see how the portal adjusts and reshapes the composition of those respective rosters that you mentioned. Yeah, it's not like the old days where you can project ahead and say, oh, yeah, here's how many are coming back on offense and defense. I mean, you can reshape your team completely. Look what the Sooners did in the portal, uh, you know, a year ago. What do they have? Was it 17 guys or was it more than that that came in uh, through the portal? So it's hard to project. I think if you could go two and two, actually, in those road games next year, and again, as you said, who knows who's going to be where? Will Lane Kiffin be at Ole Miss? Will he be at Texas A&M? I think he'll probably be at Ole Miss. Uh, LSU, always a tough place to play. Look, Missouri has the same record as Oklahoma right now, right? Um, and and they're very much becoming a hated uh, a hated team, Missouri, uh, because of Eli Drinkwitz. But um, I think if you could split on the road, that would be good. Uh, you know, you might go two and one because Bama, you know, uh, you should be able to handle South Carolina and Tennessee at home. But you're right. There's so many factors that are still out there to be determined for all these teams and rosters because it's, you know, it's a revolving door in college football these days. You just don't know. All right. Uh, the, you know what's going to be weird, though, is the late season SEC cupcake matchup. Sooner fans, that hasn't happened as long as I can remember. Oklahoma's non-conference games. Well, they did play, wasn't a cupcake. Uh, The 85 team that won the national championship played SMU last game of the regular season, but that was moved around by TV. But that that will be a different experience to play the late season, uh, you know, cupcake. Sooner fans aren't, aren't used to that. Yeah, I, I don't know. Because here's the thing, Steely. It, it just feels like an odd juncture to have a non-conference game, especially against a cupcake opponent, because you, there's really nothing to gain and a ton to lose. For instance, you welcome a cupcake to your building, and it turns out that that cupcake is pretty good. Well, then you end up with an embarrassing late-season loss. Auburn found this out the hard way. Last weekend, when they scheduled that New Mexico State game, no doubt they figured, oh, New Mexico State, that'll be our cupcake. And then the Aggies pop off what's looking like it's about to be a 10-win season, and they throttle Auburn in their own building. Now, obviously, if it's if you're talking about a team like Maine, Oklahoma is never going to lose that game. But if you schedule your quote-unquote cupcake game with a low-end G5 team, and in the time between the point that you schedule that game and the point that you actually play the game, 
that team experiences some drastic improvement. They get a new coach in there who refabricates the culture. Well, then that can be problematic because, again, you have nothing to gain and you have everything to lose. If you stomp that team in November, well, guess what? Everybody just expected you to do it anyway. It's not going to impact your perception nationally at that point, and that, that's a juncture at which you can argue perception is incredibly important because even in the era of the 12-team playoff, the era that we're entering, what you do in the later stages of the season matters more than what you do in the early stages of the season. So I, I'm really not sure how I feel about it. I have more more apprehensions about the late-season cupcake than reasons to be excited. There you go. I mean, I love a good cupcake. You know me, Mr. Hostess here, but uh, not in college football late in the season, but that's going to be happening for Oklahoma next fall. Uh, let's get a few texts in this this segment, then we'll get a lot more in in the next segment here on uh, Steel Man and Thune, 405-651-3439, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. On the text line, Ty from Bartlesville says, Nico and JFA in Norman is going to be fun. That's in reference to the matchup between Nico Yamaleava, Tennessee's quarterback of the future, and, of course, Jackson Arnold. And I agree. You want to talk about two young signal callers who are going to have the opportunity to be very high NFL draft picks in the years to come. That's about as good a quarterback matchup as you will find across the country next year when the Vols come to Norman. By the way, they're playing Quinn Ewers' theme song out here. Wow, they sure are. I know. How about that? They must have known you were coming on a Tuesday. Maybe there's a longhorn that has taken over the uh, sound system here. I doubt it. I seriously doubt it. All right, let's get a couple more in before we break here. Uh, Frisco Sooner says, you know, guys, I'm usually not much on revenge-type games and the fact of teams being motivated to play harder because they got beat last year, but this is a team that absolutely embarrassed you a year ago, referring to TCU. Not to mention some questionable plays that took place in the game. If you're not motivated to play in this game, then you don't have a pulse. No, I hear you. That that was ugly a year ago. Uh, Jamoy Hodge, is he still on the roster? I don't know. Let me check it out. He was uh, – they were headhunting quarterbacks. I think he's still there, I believe. But I let me go ahead and Google it up. So, uh, yeah, that was that was ugly. Yeah, he's uh, he's still there. He's a senior. So, anyway, yeah, um, look, I, I think the Sooners are going to win this game. I'm just saying uh, TCU's coming in off a nice win over Baylor. I know Baylor stinks, but – the Hoover kid can throw the football. You just hope that he throws it to the OU defense a few times because he's done that. But, uh, you know, TCU's coming in with some momentum, and we'll see what the Sooners quarterback situation looks like and if Oklahoma can get the job done. I think they should, but I do think this could get interesting. Many of these uh, OU-TCU matchups in the past when you thought, yeah, the Sooners got this, uh, they went down to the wire. All right, break time. Here at Riverwind Casino, yep, we're here on a Tuesday. We're here on a Tuesday. Uh, and we welcome your texts, 405-651-3439 on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. We'll be right back here on the home of Sooner fans. 
Welcome back here at Riverwind Casino on this Tuesday. A lot of things happening out here. Get out on Saturday. It'll be the final drawing in the great promotion that they have happening right now, the $100,000 electronic winnings promotional drawing. The final one's coming up on Saturday, preliminary drawings early in the evening. Later at night, the grand prize giveaways. Make sure you play with your wild card when you're out here at Riverwind so you get qualified. Be out here even early before the drawings get underway. Play with your wild card. Uh, you could win a share of $100,000 in cash and bonus play. And you might win that grand prize another week. They're giving away that big grand prize. They've done it every every single week in this promotion. It's an 85-inch smart TV with a sound system, Google TV, all the other things that you want a really cool TV to have. It has them all. Plus, they're going to give you not only that big-time television, but $600 in bonus play if you win the grand prize. And you can win a lot of cash in bonus play as well in the preliminary drawings coming up this Saturday here at Riverwind Casino. Brent Venables on the coaches show last night, which is always excellent, uh, talked about, Tiro was talking to him about learning about Dylan Gabriel's situation and JFA, obviously, at halftime last week in Provo. Here's what he had to say. Can you take us behind the scenes a little bit at halftime when I assume the doctors come to you and say, hey, you don't have DG's second half, and now you, you, you're going to go with I'm Jackson. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Look, i got to get these runs fit squared away. I mean, yeah, yeah, we got Jackson on all right? We, first world problems here. And, uh, and I say that I'm, you know, not – making light of um, what's going on with Dylan, obviously very concerned there, making sure that he was going to be okay, uh, that he was in a good place. And then, um, you know, making sure that, you know, uh, give uh, Jackson another uh, level of, you know, confidence. You know, I mean, we remember just do one of 11, take care of the football, make good decisions. The offense going to make it, uh, you know, just like practice, you know, just like Denton Geyer, and you're going to be just fine. There you go. Brent sounded like he was, uh, I'm sure there was, you know, a little bit of apprehension there, but he kind of, <laughs> nah, we're giving, we got JFA, man, we'll be all right. Let's take care of the defense. And the defense obviously was the big-time issue in the first half of that football game. Second half, they made some great plays. They got better, particularly in the fourth quarter uh, last week in Provo. All right. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, 405 651 39. Let's do it. John from Bartlesville says, can we pick some third stringer to knee hunt Jamoy Hodge? I don't know if you want to, you know, combat dirty with dirty, but uh, no bounty gate know. scandal here. Yeah. Yeah. It might be a little ugly, but let's just hope he gets, uh, you know, he he uh, he's the recipient of some hard hits a in this game. A listener in Kansas says, if you got to pick one guy to return next year between Stutzman or Bowman, who are you choosing? I asked this question to Jesse Crittenden yesterday, Steely. Now you get to answer it. I would go a slight edge to Stutzman. They both are tremendous players, but I, I think Danny just maybe a little more in the leadership role, the position he plays. Uh, it's a tough call, but if I had to pick one, I'd go Danny Stutzman. But it's a, like I said, it's a close call. How about you? I would probably go Stutzman as well just because, especially for the position that he plays, man, he is the heart and soul 
of your defense. By the way, Steely, did you see the Instagram caption that Danny Stutzman posted today? <laughs> I did. I just saw that. Oh, that is something. <laughs> Good stuff. You got. You guys got to find that. All right. Uh, by the way, we are. We're talking now about the power couple. Unless I'm uh, leaving one out that I'm not thinking of, but. You know, back in the day, it was Landry Jones and Whitney Hand, who was on the Sooner women's basketball team. I mean, now it's clearly Billy Bowman, Jada Coleman, right? I, you would, yes, that's the natural answer. I mean, I don't know that anybody else really even qualifies. Yeah, I mean, is there anybody else I'm leaving out? Davis Bebel and uh, Alex Storacco. Okay. Well, the discrepancy in athleticism between those two is immense. So don't J- don't don't you dog Alex Storacco. She is now a Wolverine and a Sooner. That's correct. She is. She was excellent for the Sooners in her lone season with the softball program. But look, Billy's a stud, and Jada's a stud. So if ever. They have children. Their children ought to have athletic scholarship offers from Oklahoma the second they come out of the womb. Can you uh, just offer a letter of intent now? Is that possible? I mean, we're talking about like 2039 or something when they would get the offer. But just just say, here it is right now. Here's the offer. You know, either for... Uh, you know, uh, Drake Stoops could be the head coach by then. So either be playing for Ginny Baranchek in her, you know, 18th year or or for Patty Gasso, obviously. Patty Gasso. At, at that time, Patty will have won her, let's see, what is it? It's seven or eight for Patty. I lose track. It's Patty seven will right be, now. Yeah, Patty was seven. Uh, when you make the offer, she will have 23 national titles. And then uh, Drake Stoops, of course, will be the head coach at Oklahoma in 2039. So there you go. That's what I'm projecting anyway. All right, let's get some more texts in. Uh, the listener in the 918 says, holy crap, just pick TCU already, Steely. All I said was there was some apprehension. You guys out there, just a few of you that, you know, if OU was playing the Philadelphia Eagles and I picked the Eagles to win, oh, my gosh, why don't you just go ahead and pick the Eagles already? I mean, if you want me to come on and flat out lie, I'll do it. All right, OU's not going to have any issues this weekend. None. They will bury TCU 63 to 3. I mean, I can make my uncle prediction. I'm just saying that this game is not going to be a total cakewalk. That's all I'm saying. I think OU's going to win the game. But, you know, we've seen some TCU teams come in and play OU tough. Uh, you know, and I believe even if Jackson Arnold has to play the whole game, they'll find a way to win. I just think it's going to be tough. These people want me to really make a my uncle prediction every week. Parker? They, yeah, I know. They started calling you Pistol Pete. They're going to start calling you Riff Ram Bazoo this week. Maybe. Maybe. Now, I'm, I am picking Oklahoma to win. Hello. I'm picking Oklahoma to win the game. I just think, you know, we kind of thought about this game for a while, Parker, didn't we? Like, yeah, Oklahoma's got that. And I do still think, you know, they'll, they'll get their 10th win Friday. But... Man, you need, you really need to get this win. John and Blanchard says, that tight end for TCU scares me, especially after what Johnny Wilson did to us in the bowl game last year. Yeah, Jared Wiley, 
It's a tall human being right there. Wasn't he uh, Big 12 Offensive Player of the Week, I think? He had a big game last week in the uh, Baylor win. Yeah, he's a, he's a good player. He's a really good player. A listener that I want to says, I'm as confident as uncle. I'm predicting OU 77-3. There you go. Jeff from well, OKC says, I am feeling good about Friday. I get the sense that the players circled this game based on last year. Plus, it is at home. Yeah, I, I hope you're right. They've been a different team at home. And we saw they uh, they certainly circled the Texas game from a year ago. And obviously, they, they, uh, they made the plays to win that game. Uh, you know, they were great in clutch time, obviously, in the Cotton Bowl. And again, I think they're going to win this game. Basically, all we were saying is probably wouldn't touch it spread-wise because OU is a 10-point favorite. <laughs> Sooner Coetzel says, Steely thinks TCU is the 85 Bears. <laughs> yeah, I, but do. No, like, being I at, do. Being at home, it, like, it's worth noting that OU has barely even struggled at home this year. When you think back to it. SMU? At, SMU is really the only time. And by the way, that win just looks better and better. Every yeah. single week. And what did we say afterwards? We thought SMU was going to have a really good team. And, uh, yeah, they, they've dominated uh, pretty much the rest of the schedule since then. So, um, you know, the Iowa State game, the first quarter was interesting because they had the safety busts and the uh, the long passes. But, you know, I, I am hopeful the Sooners will come out, take care of business. If they cover the spread, uh, which is 10, then, uh, you know, I think that's that's a solid victory. You just want to get your 10th victory, right? Because we said the absolute floor at the start of the season, we were talking about it even during the offseason when, when we finally got the schedule that you got to go at the floor is 9-3 and three for, uh, for this schedule. So, you know, you get to this. We'll see what happens with the rest of the Big 12 over the weekend. But even if you win this and you can go, uh, win a bowl game, whether it's the Alamo Bowl. You know, I've seen a lot of people project Oklahoma to play Arizona there now. And you get to 11-2, and two, you beat Texas. That's that's a really good second year for Brent Venables. That it is. Let's hit one more on the Air Comforts – or I'm, I'm sorry, on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. This comes from Patrick. Can we send lots of turkey and stuffings and desserts over to the TCU hotel the night before the game? <laughs> he wants the Horn Frogs and a tryptophan hangover. There you go. Well, we all will experience that. Uh, who is the? I'm trying to remember who the 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 early game is. The Lions, obviously, coming up, and uh, I guess Dallas is the uh, the afternoon game. You've got Green Bay, Detroit kicking off. I think that's eleven eleven thirty, and then Washington, Dallas, three thirty. Forty Nineers at Seattle is the uh, night game on uh, NBC. And then you've got a 2 o'clock Black Friday game in the NFL with Miami and the New York Jets playing in New York. All right, break time, 405-651-3439. Thank you to Knippelmeyer Chevrolet for sponsoring our text line. I've always said, man, you sponsor the text line, you should stay with the text line because it gets a ton of play every single day. Uh, we can't get every single text in. We try, but it's very difficult. All right, we're coming right back. More of your texts on the way next here on The Ref. Back here with you at Riverwind on uh, this Tuesday, Mike Steely, Parker Thune, headed back to the text line here in a second, 405-651-3439, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. 
And uh, here at Riverwind Casino, nearly 3,000 electronic games for your gaming pleasure. You also have all your favorite table games as well. Tremendous poker room, off-track betting, best games, best bars and dining, world-class hotel attached to the casino, best service and promotions here at Riverwind Casino. The next big show that we have coming up at the Showplace Theater is uh, on a Sunday, December 3rd. Pete Davidson of Saturday Night Live fame stand-up will be happening Sunday, December 3rd. Also in December, Lee Bryce, Ron White, and Midland. Speaking of the Midland show on New Year's Eve, now keep in mind that's a Sunday evening for New Year's Eve. You can get a Black Friday special beginning at 8 a.m. Get online, riverwind.com. Tickets for the Midland show on New Year's Eve will be 25% off. You need to use this code, all right, to unlock the 25% off. So if you're wanting to go to the Midland Show and save some money on those tickets, write this code down, R-W-N-Y-E. Obviously, Riverwind, New Year's Eve. R-W-N-Y-E to receive the Black Friday discount, all right? That is happening at 8 a.m. this Friday, save 25% on the tickets to the Midland New Year's Eve show. All right, Parker, let's get some more texts in. 405-651-3439. Justin in Newcastle says, Steely, bring back the Charleston Heston football firing line. (laughs) That's from a long time ago in a galaxy that doesn't exist anymore. uh, We would write the script for... uh, for this guy, and he was a voice actor out in L.A., and he was a dead ringer for Charlton Heston. So uh, usually I would write the script. We'd send it to him. Sometimes, occasionally, Lump would write the script, my old radio partner, and yeah, he, he would just voice it. But he is, I believe, at last check, he was retired and living in Europe. So I don't think he's available anymore, or we might. 712 Sooner says, my listening playlist for Thursday's drive to Norman will be the second half of the Detroit game, all of the Dallas game, and first half of the Niners game, unless you guys want to do an eight-hour show on Thanksgiving for me. Yeah, I'm going to opt out of that one. <laughs> I, I think we'll be, uh, I will be asleep on the couch. Well, I think we're eating at like 2 p.m., so I would say by 4 p.m. I'll probably be asleep on the couch during oh. the uh, Dallas Commanders game. A listener in the 918 says, Steely. My wife made me remove the ref app from my phone because I blame you every time she catches me playing with my wild card. Uh, well, hey, you've got to use a little more subterfuge, all right? That's what you have to do. That's what you have to do. Jim in Arlington says, I was in the stands in Fort Worth last year when they took out our quarterback and wrecked our season. Hold nothing back, Sooners. Hold nothing back. Yes. Uh, you know, if, if the Sooners have circled this game, and my guess is they probably have after a year ago, uh, just like they did the Texas game, that Oklahoma's going to come out and uh, and be pumped up and ready to play senior day. Plus, you're going to have, uh, you know, uh, Sooner fans going crazy. Last game of the regular season. And uh, paying tribute to those seniors. But uh, as Bob Stoops would say, hey, it's all about execution. Got to execute, too. 
Uh, several listeners pointed out that I, d- I did say Oklahoma has barely struggled at home. I forgot about that UCF game. The Sooners did struggle oh, with that yeah. UCF game. I mean, we did forget that. Man. <laughs> KW918 says, outside of Texas, Iowa State, and West Virginia, they've left a lot to be desired and have yet to play a complete game all year. Well, I, I would disagree. I think West Virginia was a complete game. I think that's about as close to a complete game as you're going to get, realistically speaking. I, that's... Unless you're talking about a 77-0 type game against Texas A&M in 2003, like you'll get one of those once in a blue moon. But for what a complete game generally means in college football, I would say that the Sooners' 59-20 to victory over West Virginia was a complete football game. They dominated. Start yeah, West, West Virginia had the uh, 75-yard drive to start the game after that. Oklahoma really controlled the game. You know, the Iowa State game after the first quarter, the Sooners controlled that one too. But they've had, obviously, yeah, that UCF game. How could we uh, – I'm the old one, Parker. I'm supposed to forget know. that. You know, know. it happens. So, but what we've seen this year is that Oklahoma's a better football team with an easier schedule that beat a, a – Pretty darn good Texas football team and bumbled and stumbled and fumbled around in Lawrence and Stillwater, or the season could have been even better. And now they've got to have a lot of help, you know, not a lot, but they've got favorites are going to have to lose for OU to to get to Arlington. But they've made progress in year two. Uh, The culture's starting to take hold, but this is far from a, a, a great, it's a pretty good Oklahoma football team that's getting better, pretty much. Okay, we got to get out of here. want to thank also Lasher Home Comfort Systems for sponsoring our first hour, 405-579-3113. They'll do great work for you at Lasher Home Comfort Systems. Any heating and air need you need addressed, they'll do it. Another hour coming up next. Yeah, how about Riverwind on a Tuesday? And uh, we want to say thank you to Oklahoma Generator as well. They sponsor our uh, second hour right here on Steel Man and Thune, the home of Sooner fans. Locally owned, pride themselves on their incredible customer service. They are Oklahoma's highest rated and longest operating Generac dealer, offering new customer discounts and free 10-year warranties with new installations. We're approaching that time of the year, and there, there could be an ice storm. Guess what? Guess what? Your power goes out. You're in trouble. You need a generator. Oklahoma Generator. Check them out online at okgen.com or call 405-321-6631. Oklahoma Generator, thank you. Thank you very much. All right, Parker Thune, you know what's overrated. You know who should be what should be coming off the bench and not in the starting lineup. Oh, boy, are we about to talk Thanksgiving food here? Turkey. Turkey is a bench player. Turkey is a bench player that plays down in the G League with the Oklahoma City Blue. Now, you know, there can be some good players who go down and play with the Blue, right? But here's the deal. Turkey is better on a sandwich as the leftover. To me, Ham is the starter, and Turkey comes in and gets some minutes off the bench. You disagree? I do disagree. We went over this yesterday. Turkey for Thanksgiving, ham for Christmas. But what if you have both options, like you have Durant and Westbrook? See, to me, well, who am I going to call Durant? Durant 
Durant would be the turkey in this situation, I guess. But I'm not saying I don't like turkey, but it can I, be. I, I sense that's what you're saying, Steely. I'm just saying it is a little bit overrated. Now, I will definitely have some tomorrow, but I am more partial to ham. And there are other, there are other delicious Thanksgiving treats that are also better. The stuffing dressing. You need a good roll. Do you like a sopping roll or just a regular roll? No, I don't like a sopping roll. I, I, I like my rolls. <laughs> yeah. yes. You said that with such disdain. No, I don't like a sopping roll. <laughs> yeah, maybe not you for just, me. You just get, uh, maybe you get a good regular roll that's really, you know, uh, going to give you some quality minutes, and then you get one to mop up, right? That's your sopping roll. Yeah, so. I, uh... No, you know, no. they, the, the, the rolls are always forgotten, though, right? You're thinking, all right, when is this meal going to be ready? Jeez, it's already the third quarter of the Lions game. What are we doing? Okay, guys, we're ready. <gasps> Forgot the rolls. 25 minutes. We're going into the fourth quarter now. Holy cow. All right. Um what else? What other sides? Who is the uh, who's the Texas and OU with the plates, and who's the rest of the Tiny Twelve? Or OU in Texas? I said Texas OU. Jeez, what is going on with me? I would go with Oklahoma. Probably is the stuffing dressing with some good gravy, and I'm going with the ham. Would be Texas. Um, UCF is probably one of those Jello concoctions that has the, you know, the freaking uh, pecans in the middle of it or something. Yeah, does anybody still eat that stuff? I hope not. Pecans and gel, like I don't even know what that dish actually is or what it's called. Does anybody actually eat that on Thanksgiving? Let us know on the text line. And uh, what about uh, like a cranberry dish? Do- are you doing, has the Thune family done the cranberry out of a can? No, 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 no. I've told you this before, Steely. Cranberry but... in a can is when, that's when you are playing, you're not playing in the Power Five. No. If you're cranberry out of a canning it, now, then you're playing down there with James Madison, and, you know, you're, you're not in a real conference. Now... The Thune family cranberry recipe is decades old, and it is delicious, Steely. I will share it with all of you because it's not – so it's not like a cranberry gelatin. It's more of like a cranberry relish or even a slaw. It is delicious. It is what I look forward to the most come Thanksgiving, actually. You get a bag of Ocean Spray cranberries, get a whole orange, a whole apple – and three-quarters of a cup of sugar. You blend it up till it's like a coarse, again, kind of like a slaw consistency. And then you put it in the fridge overnight. And when you take it out, I tell you, that is some of the most delicious seasonal cuisine that there is. If you've never tried cranberries like that, do yourself a favor. Now, what are you, are you going to release the recipe, like, on social media, or are you going to make that available to everybody? I mean, I just made it available. I, I, I told people the recipe. 
it'll be on it'll be in podcast form wherever okay. you consume your yeah. podcast. So if you missed it, you can go back through. Again, bag of cranberries, an apple, an orange, three quarters of a cup of sugar. Exceedingly simple. Now, Big Rich and OKC says for sure Jello whipped cream salad with nuts, big time. Ugh, ugh, I just can't. I can't do it. Yeah, I, 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 that's me. I'm not a fan either. Oh, Eugenio just arrived. Give us a what it is. What it is. There he is. <laughs> <laughs> the world famous oh, Eugenio with a what it is. He's still alive and kicking, and he's moving around like he's a young man. Look at oh, Eugenio go. Uh, all right, so I, I just, I mean, there, my mom makes a really good dish that is, uh, I don't know how to describe it, but it's, it's pretty good. It's kind of a take on a, a cranberry uh, salad. But to me, so you're saying you are not in a Power 5 conference if you're doing cranberry from a can and you have a sopping roll. Yeah, to me, that is, uh, neither of those things do I find particularly appetizing, especially not cranberries in a can. If you're going to do cranberries, there's only one way to do it, at least if you're doing it right, and it is the Thune family way of doing cranberries. So I'm about to change everyone's life. You're welcome. I gave you the recipe. Go use it. Give it a try. Let me know what you think. I can promise you you won't be disappointed. There you go. All right. Uh, brown gravy, cream cream gravy, just any gravy. What is the gravy preference? I, I'll tell you. It's not that I don't like gravy because I do, but I typically go without gravy on Thanksgiving. If I do go gravy, I go with brown gravy. Brown gravy is typically the way to go. Ladies and gentlemen, you just heard a Thanksgiving Day felon speaking uh, that goes without gravy on Thanksgiving. So, uh Wow, that is surprising. Very surprising. At least he's not eating uh, that gelatin cranberry concoction. You know what I'm saying? Uh, anyway, all right, 405-651-3439. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439. Maybe uh, before Eugenio gets out of here, he can give us another what it is. All right. Let's head to the text line. Ronnie Crimson says, Gravy is the talented running back that fumbles a lot. (laughs) Uh, Who was a sooner running back who fumbled a lot? I'm trying to think of the last great fumbler at Oklahoma. Did anybody have, like, a reputation for fumbling? Uh, Somebody's going to hit us up on the text line and let us know. You know, everybody talks about Billy Sims fumbled in 78. But you know what? Billy Sims could fumble as many times as he wanted to because that man was awesome. So, um, you know, in the wishbone, you had some fumbling that happened, too. It was a fumble-prone offense at times. (laughs) The text line is coming at you, Steely. Cherokee Sooner says, confirmed, Steely is a longhorn. A 918 listener says, I don't agree with Pistol Pete much, but Turkey is overrated. Hey, you know what? Can we remove this Pistol Pete (laughs) moniker, please? It was created by T-Row. Much love for T-Row. But you know what? I can't handle it. I can't handle it. All right? All I did was pick OSU. Who won? That's all I did. It was just a feeling. There's no Pistol Pete here, all right? All right, let's get back to the text line. Do people actually eat King's Hawaiian rolls with their Thanksgiving 
I've heard some people do that, yes. You know what? I don't think I've ever had one. Shay's going to text me any minute. Yes, you have, you know. But because <laughs> I'm a you know, forgetful old man here. You just had a King's Hawaiian roll three weeks ago, remember? But I don't think I have. But I've, I have heard people that have said it's really, really pretty. They're pretty good. But I don't know. Thanksgiving, I like those uh, mushroom-looking rolls, you know? Uh, you, you mean, uh, wait, mushroom-looking rolls? The ones that look like they have the mushroom cap oh, okay. on top. Yeah. My favorite my favorite type of roll is the clover leaf roll. The clover leaf roll is, de- is delightful because you can pull it apart into three or four, depending on how you do the clover leaf, you can pull it apart into pieces, and it's much easier to eat. Um <laughs> Gunny of Stutzman Army says, I'll show you all a quality roll if you want. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Gunny goes with the uh, Cheech and Chong Hungry Man Dinner, I think, on uh, Thanksgiving. All right, 405-651-3439. Uh, let's get ready for a break right here and uh, tell you what's happening at Riverwind. If you want to see Midland on New Year's Eve and save some money on your tickets, uh, Riverwind, just let me know again, beginning this Friday at 8 a.m., riverwind.com to get your tickets. The uh, New Year's Eve show, New Year's Eve is a Sunday, all right? They are going to give you the opportunity on Black Friday, beginning at 8 a.m. through Saturday night, right before midnight, to purchase Midland tickets and save 25% on those tickets, all right? You need to use this code, RW. N-Y-E for, just remember, Riverwind New Year's Eve, R-W-N-Y-E. When they ask for your code, they'll probably have it on the website as well and information about it. But you can save 25% on the tickets to the Midland Show at the Showplace Theater on New Year's Eve. Okay, let's break right here. Mike Steely along with Parker Thune. We're also rating uh, Thanksgiving food. Oh, man, I can't wait. Can't wait for Thursday. All right, stay with us. We're coming right back right here on the home of Sooner fans. Ladies and gentlemen, the uh, Brian Wilson, Sir George Martin of Mixed Downs right there. The Phil Spector, maybe. Parker Thum. Mixing instant karma with a Lincoln Riley soundbite as uh, Colin Cowherd has broken up with Muleshoe. It only took a little over, what, 16 months or so? And that relationship, ladies and gentlemen, is over. That's for now. All right. Uh, by the way, what do you think is happening at AM? It's all quiet on the Aggie front right now. Are we still going with Urban Meyer? I, I honestly don't know at this point, Steely. I, honestly, it could... It could legitimately be anybody, and I know there's nothing like, exciting, nothing groundbreaking about that observation, but I feel like if a because a lot of people speculated that A&M already knew who they were hiring. If A&M already knew who they were hiring, you feel like they would have announced it already, or if that particular individual was on the verge of coaching their final game at whatever school they're currently employed by, this weekend, you would at the very least have a ton of buzz about that guy being named the next head coach at AM. But it is like alarmingly quiet, which is uncommon yeah. for Texas AM. 
A&M's not very good at maintaining, well, silence. A&M, though, uh, they, they might just be aggy enough to pull the plug on Jimbo Fisher without knowing who they were going to hire. Perhaps, I don't know. You know, and people, well, you know, it could be Dan Lanning, and no, 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 well, no, no. Unless Dan Lanning is the bigger, a bigger liar than Mule Shoe. Yeah, that's... Uh, you know, that's not happening. Dan Campbell's not coming. It uh, doesn't look like. I mean, the Lions are what? They're like 9-2, and two, aren't they? Or uh, They have the second-best record in the uh, in the NFC, and right behind the, the Eagles. Here's the deal, Steely. I am of the opinion that A&M did not need to know who they were going to hire before cutting ties with Jimbo because when you have as much money and you are as bold with that money as A&M is and has then you don't necessarily have to have one guy in mind because if you have a short list of guys that you're comfortable with as your next head coach you can just go down the list and make those guys say no throw a ridiculous amount of money at them make them say no on to the next guy yeah again I think that that uh, scenario, a lot of people thought that because they pulled the plug on Jimbo before the uh, the final game, right? Um, so it, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. But yeah, man, it is it is really quiet. Um, they wouldn't hire Lincoln Riley at this stage, would they? Wouldn't they? You think they would? I think they would. I don't know. Does Mule Shoe seem like he would be a college station guy? I mean, Mule Shoe, I guess. I mean, did I mean, Mule Shoe strike you as an L.A. guy when he took that job? Yeah, I guess that's right. Um, it's not going to be Dion. Uh, Dion the shine is off. You know, do you believe now? No, no, we don't believe now. Um, Jim Harbaugh's name's been floated out there. That, no, 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 no. I've seen Bill Belichick, Dabo Sweeney, um, you know, and then you get like Jeff Trailer, somebody at UTSA. I, that's not a splash hire for Texas A&M. The Aggies like to make a splash. They, they maybe they could have Cliff Kingsbury's name still out there. Maybe I don't know. It's just so weird that we really haven't heard anything. You know. Um, Usually at some point, somebody, Billy Lucci or somebody comes out and said, all right, hearing this is about to happen, it's likely to be fill in the blank. Uh, Urban Meyer. Uh, Urban Meyer, again, would be the A&M thing to do. We, we talked about that when it first happened, and who knows, but that still wouldn't surprise me. All right, 405-651-3439. Kenny Palmeyer, Chevrolet, text line. Cherokee Sooner says, if it's a sound financial decision to be made, you can guarantee A&M. Oh, no, I can't. Uh, A&M will go the opposite way. What did you think about the uh, whole Josh Pate, you know, going back and forth with OU fans? Oh, okay. Okay. Do you want my honest thoughts, Steely? Yep. You want me to be honest? I do. Okay. I'm going to be honest. I... I explain think, explain the debates first for the, those who don't know. Josh Pate came out yesterday on Twitter and said that Texas A&M is a better job than Oklahoma. And, of course, OU Twitter flipped out. Now, here is what I will say. 
and you know this is coming from somebody that is neither a Longhorn nor Pistol Pete, but I think what Pate was saying has a lot of validity to it, and I think a lot of OU fans missed the point. Because Josh Pate was not trying to argue that Texas A&M is a better program than Oklahoma. There is zero argument to be had in that capacity. Obviously, OU's program and tradition of success blows away that of the Aggies. Josh Pate was simply talking about it in terms of what there is that appeals to a coach. Higher ceiling for A&M because of all the money and the resources and... Yeah, I mean, anybody would be crazy to say that A&M's been a better program than Oklahoma. I mean, the numbers are are so, you know, Oklahoma dominates uh, the numbers. But in terms of potential moving forward, it, maybe if you get the right guy, A&M's a very attractive job. Yes, and you have to draw the distinction, right, between better job and better program. Because the better program, like, that has more to do with what goes on on the field than off it. But when you're talking about the job, that has more to do with what exists off the field than what exists on it. And with Texas A&M, what you have there is a ton of money, a ton of resources, a strong recruiting base. You're going to get paid an immense salary, and you're not going to have national championship expectations every single year. You can't have those same expectations because at at Oklahoma, and I would say even with as delusional as the Aggies tend to be down in Kostat, expectations are still higher at Oklahoma than they are at Texas A&M. So if you stack up those jobs alongside one another, A&M offers more money, fewer expectations, and I would say greater resources. Now some might fight me on that, But when you come to understand just how much money Texas A&M has, you understand that the head coach, whoever it is at A&M, with what they have to work with, with what they have at their disposal, it's ridiculous. And it's all the more astonishing that nobody has been able to have great success at A&M yet. So again, if you're looking at it from the standpoint of, as a coach, which job is better for me? and you're only in it for yourself, and if you're looking at it from the perspective of somebody who's actually in the shoes of the head coach at the University of Texas A&M or the University of Oklahoma, for instance, and you're not looking at it from a fan perspective, but from a first-person, you know, this is me, this is something that affects my life type of perspective, then I would say, yeah, and I, I have no shame in saying, I think at that point, Texas A&M is a better job than Oklahoma. And you like if if it stopped with more money and lower expectations, I think that's good enough, Steely. That that's enough for me to make that judgment. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, you've been listening to Parker Gigam Thune and his A <laughs> and M manifesto here on the ref. And we know now where his allegiances lie. Here's the problem with that too, though. You have to join a cult basically to be the. Uh, be a student or a coach or be employed at A&M, right? So, but it, it is a situation where you look at, man, uh, it, it can you put anybody in the country? I mean, look, Oklahoma is in the wealthy neighborhood in college football. They not they may not be the biggest mansion in Gallardia, but they're in Gallardia. 
But A&M has, you know, uh, they're like the mansion, the biggest mansion in Gallardia that's got a crazy family living in there, right? And it's it's run down like, man, this, this thing it could look really great, but they just don't maintain the yard or anything. Uh, that's A&M. But, uh, you know, I don't know if there's any school you can look at potentially resources, money, you know, recruiting, hotbed right there nearby Houston, whole state of Texas. But maybe it is just the craziness of the AM traditions where you say, there's something wrong here. By the way, this is a great text from Big Rich and OKC. OU has as much money as it ever needs. We just declined to spend it for Lincoln Riley. Joe C. knew what he was doing. And as we come up on the two-year anniversary of Lincoln Riley's departure, I remember so I remember that there were so many fans on the text line, on social media, and elsewhere that were furious at Joe Castiglione because he allowed Lincoln Riley to walk to USC. And I don't know that it's been talked about a whole heck of a lot, but I don't believe there is anybody that is feeling as vindicated about how the last two years have gone for the OU program and the USC program than Joe Castiglione. Always, always trust in Josie. That man, again, we just need to figure out where the statue's going and which fedora he's wearing in uh, the depiction of the finest athletic director in America, Joe Castiglione. All right, let's take a break right here. 405-651-3439. Thank you. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet, the text line is going crazy again as always. Here at Riverwind, more to tell you about promotion-wise here, more of your texts on the way, and uh, let's hear more from Sonny Dykes on Oklahoma when we get back here on The Ref. We are back here at Riverwind Casino. If you're in your 40s or older, or way older like myself, you know, you're watching a football game. Who was that who scored? I can't see. I don't see too good. Well, you need to be thinking about improving your eyesight. You can't miss a play or all the action. You can do that with the new LASIK, or as we call it, lens replacement. Lens replacement provides the permanent solution to your visionary needs. You don't need the old man glasses, man. Unlike LASIK, which many times still leaves patients needing those reading glasses or adjusting to monovision, lens replacement, they eliminate the need for additional eyewear after your surgery if you get the lens replacement. Here's the best part of the whole deal. With lens replacement, no cataract surgery. Not now, not ever. No cataract surgery after the lens replacement. Lens replacement with the new LASIK is a major leap forward in vision correction. So if you're ready to see 2020, then check out the new LASIK available at thenewlasik.com. Sonny Dykes on his uh, coaching show last night because the, uh, the video that I saw of his press conference was amateur hour audio. I mean, just inexcusable. But his coach's show, so I thought, i got to dig around and find his coach's show or something because that was like a high school production that gets an F. Um, but here's Sonny Dykes on his coach's show last night uh, talking about the Oklahoma offense. They have thrown it a little bit more this, more this year than typical. Yeah. Um, 
You know, they don't know that they have the standout running back that they normally have. Now, their backs are really good, uh, you know, but they split carries and it's more uh, running back by committee than, you know, having someone like Adrian Peterson or guys like they've had in the past, uh, Joe Mixon or somebody like that. But, you know, it's it's a good football team. I mean, it's a solid team. Um, it's a team that, um, you know, the two losses, I mean, they could very easily be 11-0 right, right now. Right. You know, very, very easily be 11-0. All right, uh, the chairman of that committee right now, though, is Gavin Sawchuck, Parker. Uh, no doubt. We did see Tommy Walker get some carries again last week. But Gavin Sawchuck right now is the man and three straight 100-yard-plus games for Sawchuck. He's been exceptional, Steely. And, again, I mentioned it yesterday. I, I am most impressed with his physicality in the running game because we all knew Gavin Sawchuck was fast. But he did display... A little bit of that break-tackle ability last year in the bowl game. But the way that he has run the last three weeks is monumentally impressive. And Jeff Lebby remarked after the BYU game on Saturday that he didn't think the first defender brought Gavin Sawchuck down all day up in Provo. And, you know, that was the one thing we were remarking all season about Tawi Walker is that it never seemed like he went down upon first contact. But... What's Tawi Walker's natural limitation? Well, he's not very fast. So when you have a guy that can bounce off tacklers, can make guys miss, can just generally keep his balance and stay on his feet after first contact in order to get you extra yards, would you rather have the guy that runs a 4-4 or the guy that runs a 4-7? The Sooners were forced to lean on a guy who runs a 4-7 for the first half of the season. And admittedly, Tawi Walker was awesome. He did everything he was asked to do and more. But Gavin Sawchuck has just added another dimension to this Oklahoma offense because of that physical running style that is complemented by breakaway speed. No doubt. All right, let's hear from Sonny Dykes. He also talked about Drake Stoops, too. Let's stay on that offensive side, uh, a, a, a guy that uh, you, you have to smile about because when you, when they signed him and he got there originally, thought, oh, that's Bob Stoops' son. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. Drake Stoops has 66 catches this year. No, he's coach. had a great year, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm not surprised. I mean, he was – we were – I was uh, at school I was at before, we recruited Drake. Yeah. And, um, and just loved the way he played, knew he was going to be a good player. It's probably exceeded my expectations, honestly. Nine he, touchdowns. Yeah, guy plays hard. He's smart. <laughs> He's a good athlete, man. He really is. I mean, he can run. He's explosive. He's tough. There you go. Sonny Dykes kind of did what we've done with uh, that guy that we now call Muleshoe. He won't reference his old school SMU. That was a bitter parting, too, and that was leaving Crosstown, right, from SMU to TCU. But, yeah, everybody appreciates Drake Yeah, well, again, you have to consider the fact as well that Sonny Dykes, the year before he took the SMU job, was on staff with TCU as an offensive analyst. So he went from TCU to SMU and then back to TCU. Yeah, that's accurate. Um, Anyway, let's get back to the text line. I wonder if OU Gino's still around. Maybe I can get one more what it is before he leaves. Yes, OU Gino, alive and kicking. He came out to see us here at Riverwind Casino. All right, 405-651-3439, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Scary Gary says, I've been saying all year, Sawchuck is him. I mean, little question right now that he is your top running back. Very little question. Yeah, he's been great. And uh, as you said, Brent talked about, you know, that uh, Jeff Levy, that he's running top two and he's being patient, kind of waiting on some blocks. 
He just uh, they, he seems to have it figured out right now um, because the running back, you know, what do you think about Javante Barnes? Uh, injuries, obviously, kind of a throwaway season for him. Uh, you still think that he can resurface next year and be the kind of back that Sooner fans thought? Or what are we thinking there? Taylor Tatum coming in, the number one running back in the country. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with Barnes. It will be. And Barnes is kind of at an interesting crossroads in his collegiate career, right? Because he had a very strong freshman year, experienced the sophomore slump, the injuries didn't help, and so this can go one of two directions, right? He can kick back with a vengeance in 2024 and become a one-two punch, in essence, with Gavin Sawchuk, one of those great Oklahoma running back tandems that we have seen so often over the years dominate out of the OU backfield, or... He could just kind of not not necessarily regress, but not improve either. And if he's the same guy in 2024 as he has been in 2023, well, then Gavin Sawchuk is quite clearly your top back, and he probably gets supplanted by Taylor Tatum and potentially Dalen Smothers as well. So it's it's an off season that is going to dictate a lot as to the future trajectory of Javante Barnes' career at Oklahoma. There is a lot on his shoulders to improve, get back into game shape, and get that quickness, get that burst back in his game. Because it did seem like when you saw him earlier in the year, there were a couple games where he got double-digit carries, including that Tulsa game. That Tulsa game was the last time we saw Barnes in extended action, and he just looked like he was missing a gear, right? He didn't, he didn't look bad, but he didn't look special either. Just kind of seemed like he was missing that top gear. Yeah, no doubt. And, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting, uh, like I said, with Taylor uh, Tatum coming in. Uh, you know, we had heard so much they like Caleb Hicks so far, too. But, you know, um, we'll see. We shall see. Taylor Tatum, though, um, man, what would you say about his season, senior season? What you expect how it's better? Been? Yeah. Yeah, no, I he's been he's been superb. He's looked like the number one running back in the country. Yeah, the numbers uh, look good and all the highlights I saw. So, uh in terms of uh you know, the shooters get a good duo going. Uh you know, the last great one obviously was um P Ryan and Mixon. You think back to other running back duos at OU. Uh, 75 would have been Joe Washington and uh, Horace Ivory, I think was. But, you know, Joe Washington was the, the superstar. Horace Ivory? Horace Ivory. That is, uh, that is yeah. a name I have never heard you say, Steely. And he played in the NFL for the, with the Saints for a while, I know. Uh, 78 would be uh, the Kenny King at uh, fullback on that uh, 75 team uh, played in the uh, played in the league with the uh, but Kenny King I think would have been a freshman on that team. He played more. Jim Latrell would have been uh, the fullback in 75. 78 though, when you think about um, Billy Sims and David Overstreet, but maybe they could get a a nice duo. How about Taylor Tatum, Gavin Sawchuk? You know, it all depends on you know how they. Uh, you know, Tatum progresses. He seems to be a super level-headed kid, smart kid. Obviously, 
extremely talented, but you know, learning this, learning the system, being able to pick up, you know, the blitzes and stuff like that. Uh, we'll see. Okay, here at Riverwind Casino, my home away from home. Yep, we're here on a Tuesday, and we're going to get to more texts when we get back. Four zero five six five one thirty four thirty nine. Locked in at two o'clock. Teddy will be out here uh, at three today. Teddy Lehman will be out here at three at Riverwind Casino. Stay with us right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. I'm All right, we are back here at Riverwind Casino. And again, if you want to see the Midland show on New Year's Eve, keep in mind, I'm by the way, I'm getting to getting ready to tweet out Eugenio's video. All right. Eugenio is still alive and kicking. He just came by Riverwind Casino. All right, uh, if you want to see the Midland show at the Showplace Theater, New Year's Eve, 9 o'clock show, uh, very popular band, going to be a party atmosphere for sure, and Riverwind is doing you guys a solid, all right? Black Friday special on these Midland tickets at 8 a.m. beginning Friday, this Friday at 8 a.m. through Saturday at midnight. They are offering Midland tickets at a 25% discount. Now, if you're going to purchase these, you have to unlock the code R-W-N-Y-E. Just remember, Riverwind, New Year's Eve. Just remember that, R-W-N-Y-E, when they ask for the code, and you're going to save some money on those Midland tickets for the New Year's Eve show. All right, uh, Parker, you want to hit up some text before we get out of here? Yeah, let's hit some texts here. Uh, 712 Sooner says, I'll call my shot. There is zero chance Hicks and Barnes come back. Hicks has whispered his playing time is on the clock. Barnes sees a crowded room. So there you go. 712 Sooner thinks the Sooners lose not one, but two running backs to the transfer portal. Well, you know, that's college football in this day and age. It is. I, I I can't disagree with that. Honestly, and look, I don't have any insight into this. Like somebody saying, well, so-and-so is unhappy, but I would be su- maybe surprised. No, I would be surprised if Barnes is back. Uh, and maybe he does come back. But that's just, you know, immediately you're looking for someplace else if you're not getting a lot of snaps. So we'll see. Here we go. Drew from Flower Mount says A&M did interview Jeff Trailer." think he would be an interesting hire with him already being in Texas. It is ridiculous because A&M could control recruiting around the Houston Metroplex in East Texas where there's a lot of talent that they already get from those parts of the state. Yeah, and, you know, his name, and they, you know, they asked him about it yesterday, and I think he was like, I'm just focused on the game this week. But he clearly has interviewed or talked to people from A&M. Might be a good hire. I don't know, but I just don't see it. A&M seems like they're trying to make a splash higher. That's what A&M tries to do. And the the question becomes, when does A&M realize that sexy doesn't win you football games? Because trying to be sexy is what got A&M in this predicament in the first place. So, look, I, we've talk, I think Jeff Trailer would be an awesome hire for Texas A&M. I think Mike Elko would be an awesome hire for Texas A&M. Now, uh... Is that a hire that the fans, the boosters, even the players are going to be content with? No, probably not, because, again, it's not sexy enough. 
A&M has a lot to root out and to weed out. Um, let's get back to the text line here. What happens if Oklahoma wins and Texas loses and then Oklahoma State and Kansas State both win? I, I have zero clue. I, off the top of my head, I don't know. I think at that point it would be – I. gosh, I don't even know. I – if everybody has two losses amongst those four, I don't know. The Big 12 tiebreaker scenarios are so hard to follow right now. I've just kind of quit on trying to follow it. And we'll start I, – I plan to start engaging those scenarios, if you will, more seriously depending on what happens Friday. If OU wins, then well, it, at that point they're out if Oklahoma State wins and they should be in, at least in theory – if Oklahoma State loses. So that's really what it boils down to. You're rooting for the Sooners this weekend, obviously, and you're rooting against Oklahoma State. Sorry, Pistol Pete. Hey, now, are you talking to me? I don't see anybody <laughs> else around here. You must be talking to me, all right? Uh, so the scenario, Texas wins and Oklahoma State has to lose. Texas loses to Texas Tech. In Austin, then the one option left for OU would be Kansas State to lose, right? How about the uh, crazy scenario that people have talked about? Uh, if all of these teams lose, Texas loses, K-State loses, Oklahoma State loses, OU loses, then it would be OU-Texas? Is that what I'm seeing? Uh, it's crazy. I, You know what? You guys, just focus on TCU. That's what you have to do. Focus on TCU, get the dub. We'll see where the chips fall. We won't know until uh, Saturday, obviously. Now, Texas does play again on uh, Friday night, 6.30 ABC. BYU, OSU, 2.30 ABC. K-State plays at 7 p.m. on Fox at home against Iowa State. So, we'll see. All right, I'm trying to send out the uh, OU Geno video. There, I think it just popped up. So, but... Yeah, OU Gino, legendary sports talk caller, one of the leaders of the Swarm, which is a group of OU fans, uh, is still around. He's still, he looks pretty good, too. He looks pretty good. All right, uh, any anything else we need to know, Parker? Uh, you guys got any big recruiting scoops at 2 o'clock? Grant Bricks, ready, right? I'm sure we'll have some recruiting scoops. <laughs> yeah, well... We'll find out. It's always a good hour of radio. Uh, Parker and Tyler McComas coming up. They're going to get you locked in. All right, Riverwind, it's great to be out here on a Tuesday. Again, they have a ton of electronic games, nearly 3,000. Best gaming floor. They've got the best bars and dining. They've got all your table games as well. Coop Aleworks Bar, world-class hotel, great promotions. Get out and take part again this weekend in the 100K electric winnings promotion. They're giving away $100,000 in cash and bonus play, and somebody's going to win the grand prize. These have been weekly grand prizes during this promotion. Every Saturday, a huge, you know, I mean huge, 85-inch smart TV with everything built in, a great sound system as well, happening Saturday night here at Riverwind Casino, and you'll also win $600 in bonus play. Thanks, Riverwind. Enjoyed it. You guys have a great Tuesday.